0: Welcome back to another episode of Coffee, Tea, and Crime. Today we're going to be looking at the Kansas City Massacre. The Kansas City Massacre was a rescue attempt gone bad by three criminals of the day. Charles Arthur, Pretty Boy Floyd, Vernon Miller and Adam Ricchetti. Now, they were attempting to rescue their criminal buddy Frank Jelly Nash. Frank Nash was a an escapee from a U.S. Penitentiary at Leavenworth, there in Kansas. Now Nash had originally. Began serving his sentence at Leavenworth in 1924. Now he had escaped in 1930, so he'd been on the loose for about three years before he was recaptured. And to make matters worse, Frank Nash had helped engineer an escape by seven more prisoners from the penitentiary at Leavenworth that was in 1931 so obviously the federal government was very disappointed in Frank Nash so now the FBI is looking for him all over the country now they capture a couple of his compadres who are bank robbers now they're caught and obviously one of these two fellas must have mentioned something or said something. Cause the FBI they sent some people down to Hot Springs, Arkansas to look for old Frank Nash. Now two agents, Frank Smith and Joseph Lackey, they roll in the hot springs. Well they brought with them the Oklahoma police chief Otto Reed. Now Chief Reed was from the town of McAllister, Oklahoma, but now he could identify Jelly Nash on site. That's why he was along. Now on june sixteenth, nineteen thirty-three. they locate and arrest Frank Nash in one of the little stores there on Central. I believe it was called the White Front Pool Hall, something to that effect. So they handcuff him, put him in their car, and they drive off to Fort Smith, Arkansas. They go to the train station they get on a missouri pacific train that's heading to kansas city missouri now this train is set to arrive about 7 15 a.m on june 17th now the agents made contact with the agent in charge of the Kansas City office, Reed Vetterly. They wanted to make sure he met him at the station and he had some help with him. Now, if I'm not mistaken at this point in time, FBI agents weren't even authorized to carry guns. So if they had a gun on them, it wasn't cause they were supposed to. Now, some of Frank Nash's buddies there, who lived in Hot Springs and all over Missouri, they were able to keep up with where Frank Nash was as he's being transported back to Kansas City. Most of this is was able to learn from the media, because the media was putting things out a little bit different back then, I guess, in some ways, but anyways. They knew the schedule. So now four buddies in particular, fellow named Richard Talman, Gladys, Herbert Farmer, Doc Lewis Stacy and Frank Malloy, they get a hold of a bank robber named Vernon Miller Vernon Miller. Also, does a, he does a little work for the syndicate? Vern Miller was a, I believe, an ex sheriff, but he decided being a bad guy was more fun. So they holler at Vern Miller, and he says, "Okay, I'll, I'll get old Jelly Nash back for you," because he knew Nash as well. So now he calls around, and he's able to get. Two other gunmen, pretty boy Floyd and Adam Ricchetti. Cause they were just rolling into Kansas City. Now Floyd and Ricchetti, they get to Kansas City about 10 p.m. on June 16th. And they meet up with Vern Miller and he tells them what the what the deal is and what the plan is. Cause the plan is is they're gonna hit the lawman at the Union Station there Train Station in Kansas City So the three Desperados Roll up to Union Station June 17, 1933 And they set out in the parking lot Now there's a possibility There was a fourth Criminal involved in this Operation But the FBI says they're not sure So the train rolls up Now Agent Lackey he steps off the train and he meets with the agent in charge Vetterly. He just wants to make sure he's got enough help and they're ready to go. Well now with the agent in charge is agent named Caffrey and then two Kansas City police officers W.J. Grooms and Frank Hermanson. They said they got a couple of cars parked out In the parking lot they're gonna throw Frank Nash in a car and they're just gonna convoy him up to the Leavenworth prison so Agent Lackey he goes back onto the train Chief Reed and agent Smith bring Nash off the train so now this gaggle of police officers with their prisoner Go marching through Union Station to the lobby, and now when they come out, they're coming out that east door of the station. Now there's a little difference of opinion as to who's armed and who's not. Now Agent Lackey and Chief Reed, they had shotguns. Some of the resource material says everybody else was carrying was carrying pistols. Now, nobody, if the FBI, was authorized to be armed. But prudence would say that better to ask for forgiveness. Now, some of the other resource material says that the only people armed were Agent Lackey and Chief Reed with the shotguns and the two Kansas City officers. But all they had were pistols. They didn't have any long guns. So they hit the parking lot, seven officers, one prisoner. Now Frank Nash is initially put in the back seat, then they changed their mind They put him in the front seat. Now the only way the other three officers who are going to climb in the back can get in there, they got to get Nash to scoot over into the driver's seat so they can let down the pastor's seat. So Agent Lackey, he gets in the back seat first. So he is sitting behind the driver's seat and directly behind Frank Nash, who is still sitting in the driver's seat. Then Agent Smith, he gets in beside him. So he's sitting in the center of the back seat. And then Chief Reed, he's in the right rear seat now Agent Caffrey he walks around the front of the car and he's heading to the driver's seat because he's going to scoot Frank Nash back over to the passenger seat now the agent charge for Telly he is standing at the right front side of that car and he's with officers Hermanson and Grooms. Now that's when our three bad guys run up and of the three at least two of them had machine guns I'd be shocked if all three of them didn't have machine guns but because they were all were known to use machine guns and they were all pretty good with them. Now they heard one of the bad guys don't know which one saying up up get your hands up now this is where there's a little confusion with history now the official version is that right after saying telling the lawmen to put their hands up they hear somebody say let them have it so from a distance of about 15 feet all the bad guys open up Which, of course, this is a rescue operation, so if this is really how it happened, why would they unload on the car when they know the guy they're trying to rescue is sitting in that car? Now, in this version of the story, no no lawman has fired around yet. So the bad guys open up. The two Kansas City officers, Grooms and Hermanson, they go down, and they're dead on the scene. Agent Charge, he gets hit in the left arm, and he goes down, wounded but alive. Then Caffrey, Agent Caffrey, he goes down, he's wounded, he's not going to make it. He'll be alive when he gets to the hospital, but he'll die shortly thereafter. Now inside the car, Frank Nash pretty well has his head shot off. Chief Reed is killed by bullets. Now the two agents in the back, Lackey and Smith, they're able to survive. Lackey is struck by three bullets and makes it, Smith's never touched by a bullet. Two Kansas City officers dead. Chief of police in McAllister, Oklahoma is dead. One of the agents is dead. So now the gunmen they run up to the car one of them looks in and says, they're all dead, let's get out of here. They jump into their getaway car and they head out. Now, as they're getting in their car and leaving, a uniformed Kansas City officer comes out of Union Station. And he gets to blasting away at the three government. Now, there's a possibility that Kansas City officer, one of his rounds hit Pretty Boy Floyd. Now, they're surviving... Agents, Smith, Lackey, and Vertelli, they all said that this whole thing lasted maybe 30 seconds, no more than a minute. And they don't know if it was three gummen or four. They weren't sure. But it, it sounded like, according to their story, that the two Kansas City officers died first, then Frank Nash, then Chief Reed, then Agent Caffrey. So as the case moves along, the FBI targets Miller, Ricchetti, and Floyd. Now part of that evidence was that there was a latent fingerprint found on a beer bottle in Vern Miller's house there in Kansas City. And that print belonged to Adam Ricchetti. Now on November 29th, 1933, just about five months after the shooting they find Vern Miller's body in a ditch outside Detroit Michigan now it looked like he'd been tortured before he was killed because as it turns out Vern Miller had upset the syndicate and they were looking to kill him so that's gunman one down My pretty boy Floyd they finally caught up with him in Wellsville, Ohio. He's in the car with Richetti and their, their girlfriends. They get in a car accident. Floyd and Rachetti they send the girls into town with the car to get it repaired. They're gonna hide out in the woods. Well, somebody ends up calling in on them. So Richetti and Floyd, they get in a gunfight with the local police chief. Floyd takes off. Ricchetti finally surrenders after he runs out of ammo. So now the word gets out that Ricchetti's been taken into custody by a local police chief. You know that really burned the FBI. That They're spending all this money trying to catch these men who are responsible for this massacre of police officers and FBI. One of these desperados is caught by a chief of a little town. Yeah, they were burning. Well, anyways, they send pretty pretty well everybody they got to O.I. They're going to at least try to get Floyd. So now it takes them a little while to get Floyd because he's out there in the woods moving around. Well, they finally do locate him. Local police and FBI. There is a little bit more shooting that takes place when he's taken into custody. Allegedly, he told the agents and the officers, he says, I'm done for, you hit me twice. Now he had a forty five in his hand and a forty five in his waistband and when he was arrested. But now he died on the way to the hospital. So now Richetti's the only one that is alive to stand trial for the Kansas City massacre. Now October seventh, nineteen thirty eight, he's executed in the gas chamber, in the Missouri State Penitentiary at Jefferson City. Now, them four fellas—Galatis, Farmer, Stacy, and Malloy—they get indicted. They get convicted, and they go to prison. They each get two years and pay a ten thousand dollar fine for conspiracy for setting up this escape attempt.